Welcome to the Trucking Market Update on the State of Freight Podcast, brought to you by FTR, where we share timely transportation intelligence with you on a weekly basis. The Trucking Market Update is hosted by FTR's Vice President of Trucking, Avery Weiss. As Avery presents the information in the podcast, you can follow along and review the graphs and indicators by downloading the PDF or PowerPoint of the presentation from our podcast landing page. A link to the PDF and PowerPoint is available now at www.ftrintel.com podcast. From there, you can also find past episodes and downloads for the Trucking Market Update, as well as the weekly rail market update with Todd Tronowski and much more. That link again is www.ftrintel.com podcast. Welcome to FTR's weekly trucking market update. I'm Avery Weiss, Vice President of Trucking. This is episode 189 for the week of November 21st, 2022. Before we start, a reminder that you can download a PDF with graphics related to this discussion at www.ftrintel.com podcast. We have quite a bit of ground to cover this week, so let's get right to the data. We'll start with diesel prices, which were sharply lower during the week ended November 21st. National average price fell $0.08. That's the largest decrease in a single week since mid-August and settled at $5.23.3 a gallon. The price release was broad-based and included regions hardest hit by recent price surges, New England and the Central Atlantic especially. The largest price drop was in the Gulf Coast region, which is also the only area where diesel prices on average or below $5 a gallon. The only two regions to see higher prices were the Rocky Mountain region and the West Coast, excluding California. California actually saw a decline. In the latest week for which data is available, distillate inventories edged up nationwide and on the East Coast, but they did come down slightly on the Rocky Mountain region, which might have something to do with that region's price uh, move uh, that was counter to the nationwide trend. Meanwhile, crude prices have fallen in the latest trading sessions. West Texas Intermediate closed down nearly $4 a barrel on November 17th and eased further in the following days, closing at $79.73 a barrel on November 21st. The crude had not been below $80 a barrel since late September, but that actually only happened in three trading sessions late in that month. Crude has not been consistently below $80 a barrel since early January. Okay, let's look at the spot market for truck freight during the weekend of November 18th. That's week 46. So the market finally showed its typical pre-Thanksgiving boost in rates, but it took until the week before the holiday for that to happen. Broker posted rates in the truck stop system rose in the three principal segments, dry van, refrigerated, and flatbed during the week. For dry van and flatbed, those gains were the largest since May, and specifically the week of International Road Check, which um, you probably know is the annual event um, for roadside inspection scrutiny that's staged by the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance. For refrigerated, the rate increase was the largest since the week before Labor Day. Okay, let's look at rates more closely. The total broker posted rate increased just over four cents for the first gain in five weeks. It was the largest increase since the week following International Road Check. 
rates were about 13% below the same 2021 week, but nearly 9% above the five-year average for the week. However, FTR estimates <coughs> excuse me, that rates excluding a calculated fuel surcharge were more than 26% below the same week last year. Let's look at rates by segment. Dry van spot rates rose more than $0.06 cents for only the second increase in six weeks. Rates were more than 23% below the same week last year and about 4% below the five-year average for the week. FTR estimates that dry van rates, excluding a fuel surcharge, were more than 39% lower than the same 2021 week. Refrigerated rates jumped $0.10.5 cents. They were 21% below the same week last year, but about 4% above the five-year average for the week. Excluding fuel surcharges, rates were 33% below the same week last year. And flatbed spot rates increased just under $0.04. Cents. That is the first week-over-week -week gain in five weeks. Rates were nearly 6% below the same 2021 week, but almost 17% above the five-year average for the week. However, if we exclude an imputed fuel surcharge, we see almost the reverse. Flatbed rates are down about 18% year-over-year. Okay, let's look at volume. The week was strong for rates, but the same is not true for volume. Spot load activity in, uh, eased uh, four-tenths of a percent after dropping 5.6% in the prior week. Volume was almost 46% below the same 2021 week and nearly 7% below the five-year average. Load activity was mixed, with the Midwest recording the strongest gain and the West Coast seeing the largest drop. Let's look quickly at volume by segment. Tri-band loads ticked up 1.6%. Volume was nearly 45% below the same week last year and more than 8% below the five-year average for the week. Refrigerated loads increased 2% after rising 13% in the previous week. Volume was about 45% below the same week last year and nearly 5% below the five-year average. Flatbed loads declined 1.3% after the sharp drop of nearly 15% in the prior week. Volume was about 54% below the same week last year and about 18% below the five-year average. Let's wrap up the weekly indicators with a look at mortgage rates, which fell very sharply in the latest week. The average rate on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage fell uh, 47 hundredths of a point, just under half a point, to 6.61%. That is the largest drop in mortgage rates in a single week since November 1981. Freddie Mac attributed signs of easing inflation with a sharp drop in mortgage rates week over week. Uh, we'll talk about that, uh, or actually we did talk about that last week. Um, and um, I didn't really see that there was a lot of uh, relief, frankly, in uh, inflation, but uh, I guess a lot of other people did. Okay, um, since we're already talking about the housing market, let's stay on the topic. Uh, the latest week notwithstanding, rising mortgage rates, along with high sales prices, continue to take their toll on the housing market. Sales of existing single-family homes in October fell 6.4%. That's the largest month-over-month -month drop since uh, February. 
Existing home sales have now fallen for nine straight months. And in October, they were um, nearly 23% below February 2020 levels. The annualized rate of sales, by the way, is the lowest since December uh, 2011, with the exception, of course, of, of what we saw in April of 2020. The situation with retail construction isn't great either. Housing starts were weaker month over month in October, but Census Bureau revisions to August and September estimates increased the base for that increase, decrease. <clears throat> Housing starts declined more than 4% seasonally adjusted, but they were only about 1% lower than the initial estimate for September that was published a month ago. As has been the case frequently, construction of housing units in multifamily buildings with at least five units fared better than did starts of single-family homes. Multifamily starts eased a half a percent in October, while single-family starts fell 6.1%. Multifamily starts are more than 8% above February 2020, but single-family starts were nearly 18% below that pre-pandemic month. A key forward-looking metric for residential construction also was weaker. Permits authorized for future residential construction declined 2.4%, and we see uh, a similar pattern. And by the way, permits for single-family homes have fallen for eight straight months and are nearly 16% below February 2020. However, um, while permits for fam uh, multifamily starts eased, um, they have been volatile, and they're still uh, more than 52% above February 2020. So we continue to see with permits the same type of dynamic we're seeing with starts, which is the general strength, although volatile in multifamily construction, but a very clear downward trend in uh, single-family homes. Housing units under construction hit another all-time high in October, uh, at least back to 1970 when the Census Bureau began tracking the data. As with starts and permits, single-family home construction is starting to weaken, while the number of units under construction in multifamily buildings was the highest on record and, for the first time, surpassed levels that we saw in 1973. Okay, let's move on and look at the industrial sector. The latest data from the Federal Reserve, including revisions to initial estimates from recent months, suggests that the sector's growth is beginning to stall, although it is at historically strong levels. Industrial production dipped a tenth of a percent in October, uh, but perhaps more importantly, the preliminary estimate of four-tenths of a percent growth in September was revised downward to just a tenth of a percent. Declines in mining and utilities output were a drag on production, which is holding very close to an all-time high. Manufacturing output edged up a tenth of percent, but earlier growth estimates for July through September were revised downward, especially those for August and September. Like industrial production, then, manufacturing is at a strong level, but it appears to be flattening out. In October, the relatively volatile automotive sector was a strength for manufacturing as output rose 2%, excluding motor vehicle and parts production manufacturing output was flat in October. And looking at comparisons to the pre-pandemic period, 
Industrial production in October was nearly 3% ahead of February 2020, while manufacturing output was up 3.3%. Automotive output was 3.2% ahead of that month, and that is the strongest comparison during the pandemic. Okay, let's look at the consumer sector. Higher gasoline prices in October helped, helped fuel the strongest increase in retail and food service sales since January, but the retail sector saw gains in most major sectors and only slight declines in a few others. Perhaps more important, sales adjusted for inflation also were strong month over month. Retail and food service sales rose 1.3% seasonally adjusted as gasoline station sales jumped 4.1% on higher prices. Excluding gas station sales were up a percent. Motor vehicles and parts and non-store retail, which are the two largest sectors, were up 1.3% and 1.2% respectively. Only two major retail sectors saw declines. Sales at general merchandise stores dipped to tenths of a percent, although the department store component of that saw a drop in sales of more than 2%. Sales at electronics and appliance stores decreased three-tenths of a percent. Adjusted for inflation, retail and food service sales generally have eased since February, but in October they rose eight-tenths of a percent, and that is the strongest gain since one of the same scope back in February. Inflation-adjusted sales in October were 14.7% higher than they were in February 2020. Current dollar sales were 32% higher. Okay, let's stay in the consumer sector and talk briefly about inventories. In September, they barely changed relative to sales, either in retail or wholesale. But the inventories to sales ratios in both of those sectors are getting closer to pre-pandemic levels after dropping to extraordinarily lean levels in 2021. One notable development in September was a significant reduction in the inventories to sales ratio uh, for general merchandise stores, Uh, That had surged during 2022 as retailers built inventory early to avoid last year's supply struggles and then encountered more recently softer sales. The smaller ratio in September suggests that retailers are taking steps now that might avoid an inventory correction after the holiday shopping season. Uh, We'll have to keep our fingers crossed on that. Let's conclude today with a look at pricing at the producer level. And that's starting to cool a bit. The producer price index for final demand increased to tenths of a percent in October. Um, That matches the gain in September. Um, While those are increases, um, they are much smaller than what we had seen before July. Um, Pricing continued to decline for some key industrial commodities like steel and aluminum. Uh, The lumber PPI was down slightly after strong uh, increases in Uh, August and September. The PPIs for freight transportation services were almost uniformly weaker month over month, despite a notable increase in diesel prices, which generally factor into Bureau of Labor Statistics pricing data. The lone exception in freight transportation was the PPI for freight brokerage, which recovered a big chunk of its record drop in September. Also, the decreases for LTL 
and long-distance specialized trucking were basically marginal, while the drop in general freight truckload was more substantial. The presentation deck accompanying this podcast includes producer price index charts on key materials, freight transportation, and also truck equipment. Uh, One quick note there on truck equipment, we continue to see what apparently is a leveling off of pricing uh, for trailers. Um, That's the good news. The bad news, it's leveling off at a historically high level. Okay, let's wrap up this week's podcast by recapping some of the key takeaways for the week. Diesel prices fell. The spot market finally saw seasonal rate pressure. Mortgage rates plunged by nearly half a point. Existing home sales dropped sharply. Housing starts and permits declined modestly. Industrial production may be plateauing. Retail sales were broadly stronger in October. Inventories relative to sales were little changed in September. Producer-level inflation remains milder. And the producer price indexes for freight transportation generally weakened. Next week, we'll talk about new orders for durable manufactured goods, sales of new homes, business applications overall and in transportation, and trucking industry revenues for the third quarter. Plus, of course, we'll have our usual discussion of diesel prices and the spot market for truck freight and mortgage rates. That's it for FDR's Trucking Market Update, episode 189 for the week of November 21st, 2022. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And for those of you in the U.S., have a great Thanksgiving holiday. We hope you will join us next week. That's it for this week's Trucking Market Update on the State of Rate podcast. You can find more publicly available State of Rate content and download the PDF and PowerPoint of today's presentation by going to www.ftrintel.com podcast. FTR is the leader in freight transportation forecasting in North America, providing consistently reliable reports for trucking, rail, and intermodal transportation, as well as providing demand analysis for commercial vehicle and rail car. For more information about the work of FTR, visit www.ftrintel.com or call us at 888-988-1699 to find out which publications will best support your business.